Hey everyone, welcome back. This week's episode is brought to you by Adley's Auto Sales and Service. Full service auto body repair and 24-hour towing. It's service when you need it most. Servicing the Western Maine area since 1978, Adley's Auto Sales is a full service maintenance and automotive repair center that has been performing high quality guaranteed automotive repairs. Yes, so if you ever break down, just remember... Adley's is down for you. Yes. Check out Adley's.com for more information on towing, also the current used car inventory, all of their services, and even about us, about the company. I can attest to their used cars being top-notch as Liz and her boyfriend Kyle drive them. Yes, and my car has done no harm to me. That is true. I have seen her drive it for several years now, and I've always been very jealous. It's a slick black car, and she looks real nice driving it. I feel like I drive fast and safe and comfortably because I got my car at Adley's Auto Sales and Service. Thank you to the Adley's for our presenting sponsors of this episode. Now, a little word from Ashley and Liz. And happy Father's Day to Brad Adley. Bradley. Adley. What do you mean it's over? Hello? How can I help? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the one and only Parties Over podcast. And we're back for a fresh new week. I'm Liz. So much energy in this. I'm Ashley. You were saying low energy. I accidentally just drank tea that I didn't know had caffeine in it. I'm feeling like I'm feeling ready to go. First of all, you're so sensitive to caffeine that tea has an impact. I'm very impressed. No, black tea. I thought I was drinking peach green tea. I was drinking peach black tea and I got halfway through and Kyle's like, that has caffeine in it. And I poured it back in the bottle. I'm wearing sunglasses, everyone, because I look not good. So um, I'd say time. And I'm indoors also. And I'm talking via the computer. We do need to get into updates. Do you have any? Mm, No. Okay. I, because this comes out next week, we're recording this before it happens, but I am hosting my first webinar. That she still won't let me go to. I will not allow Ashley to attend my webinar at work. And... Yeah, I'm feeling nervous. I will update you guys in the next episode, but I might not be on it because I might have an anxiety, you know, you know, be done with talking after that. I think it's going to be great. I think the attendance is high. Is it? I've never hosted a webinar, so I don't know what is normal. Do you have the registration list or do people just jump on? It will be probably 25 people. It's giving success. It's giving um, imposter syndrome. Um, I think it's going to be great. And there's there's a good buzz going around it. So Great buzz. I got my nails done today specifically for it because I want to feel my, you know, top of the line confidence and me and the nail girl were really hitting it off and I was telling her about it. And I was like, I feel like I should go neutral, be, you know, cool, subtle. And she's like, you could do a little bit more. I'm like, okay, I kind of thought that too. She was like, you got to show them like you're cool. And I'm like, girl, you're right. I was thinking that. 
So I love what that. Was a light yellow and I'm feeling tan and fresh. I put, I have on my calendar that my coworkers can see Liz's work thing is written on my calendar, like a three hour block. I said not attending, but maybe unavailable. <laughs> it's a three hour block I have just in case she calls before, after, or during. <laughs> All of the above. I'm going to call it oh, phone a friend. Um, okay. So today everyone, oh wait, I do have an update. Okay. And then we, we have to talk about this episode. Okay. Over the weekend, I was on a <gasps> boat with a friend of <gasps> ours, Liz and I's. Okay. It was, there was a few, there was a few other people there. There was, okay. There was one couple on the boat. There was two couples on the boat. One of the couples owned the boat, then another couple. And then another girl and me and Parker. I was trying to think of those couple, me, a girl and me and Parker. Okay. Now this group was not like, they were like mm, friends, but not like a friend group, like BFFs. You know, it's not like you're hanging out with like, so it's a great combination of people because it's like, I didn't feel like I was completely outnumbered. Like, you know, everyone could get to know each other. Okay. Um, then I asked this one girl, I'm like, girl, what do you do for fun? Like, I know what you do for work. What do you do for fun? She's like, hmm, great question. She gives me some things. She's what do you do? And I'm like, geez, what a hard question. Who would ask such thing? It was me. I asked it first. Also the, the girl, also you, the girl with like the most hobbies ever. But like, I don't really have a thing so I asked Parker I'm like what would you tell someone I did you know I what do I do for fun I'm uh this also this is back to the I have a lot of hobbies I'm a whatever the word is where you have like but master of none like jack of all trades master of none that's me oh yeah yeah but like I'm not like a a biker or whatever anyhow so Parker I say okay Parker can you answer the question for her what do I do and he says oh you have the podcast I'm like hmm it's great. That's a great one. Okay. I have a podcast and I tell this girl about the podcast and she goes, Oh, what's it called? And I'm like, party's over. And she's like, Oh wait, what? And then she goes, party's over. Wait, party's over. Like party's over, party's over. I'm like, probably not. Probably not. If you're saying it like that, um, chances are we're not thinking the same thing. And I'm like, um, yeah, I get, I mean, yeah, that's what that is what it's called. My Ashley and Liz. And she goes, yeah, no, I listen. I listen to the podcast. My friend had sent it to me a while ago and she started naming some people we had on it. And I don't, we don't know the girl that sent it either. So these are two people we don't know that listen. Thank you for and listening. Help. Also, wouldn't it have been so fun if I was there and we could have had like a meet and greet. We could have taken a photo. <laughs> with like. A- <laughs> I mean, the girl was like, I don't, I'm not saying I listen every week, but like, I know who you are. And the podcast, and then I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. So, if you guys like bump into us in person, just <laughs> honestly, don't even say hi. Cause, like, we get, we just want to live, like, we just want to live normal lives. We no, but wanna... honestly, I think that is so awesome that there's a stranger, was a stranger, you know, is a listener. If you ever want to see me at a loss of words, tell me that you. I don't know you, but you know the podcast. Then I'm at a loss of words. This girl, oh, she, the woman was too stunned to speak. That was me. I just Imagine. sat there. So I'm like, I don't want to go on and be like, oh my God, thank you. And then she's like, actually, sorry, I'm going to get confused with someone else. And then I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. So I just pretty much sat there quietly and waiting for her to figure out that we weren't talking with the same person. Come to find out we, we were. Um, but I waited, just sat there quietly, like waiting for it to click to her. Like, oh, I meant 
party's not over. Not you. And I just sat there for a long time. So speaking of that, you leaned into discomfort going out on the boat that day with no close friends. And <laughs> I'm no leaning- clothes on. <laughs> and I'm leaning into discomfort this week going into my work event. So we thought it'd be a great time to talk about discomfort and really leaning into it. And we don't mean like physical discomfort, like cramps or, or like uncomfy physical feelings. We more mean emotional discomfort because yeah, we're not talking, we're not talking skinny jeans <laughs> and high I'm heels. Via TikTok that like all these things they told you were normal, like cramps and all these things are not apparent. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kidding. But like, so that one, go see a healthcare professional. But we're talking like a more emotional discomfort in a casual way. Yes. So <laughs> as opposed to like a sort of like, like should be supervised by a therapist. Right. right. So discomfort. The boat was an example because sometimes you just got to say yes. You know, just, yes. <laughs> wow. Groundbreaking. Like, I didn't really know anyone on the boat. So, like, I was quite nervous. <laughs> it's also a boat. Like, you can't get off and be like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I have someone, some family emergency is happening. Why don't, why don't you take over from here? Okay. I was just a serious episode or a funny or a funny one first. Answer now. Both. I was talking to the audience, but continue. Well, we got a little bit. It was 50-50 from the audience. (laughs) Phone friend. When I think of discomfort for me and times when I lean into discomfort, which I normally get very nervous, anxious about, um, and end up not wanting to do it and having like feeling panicked and like can't sleep and worried about it and then I end up doing it and when I look back I am always like every single time I have been like wow that was the best time of my life or that changed my life I'm so glad I did that even like a small thing like trying a new workout class I'm always like oh I'm so nervous I'm going to look like an idiot at this I'm going to embarrass myself and then after I'm like I will be attending that again I would agree with you I left the boat having a lot of fun I was like that I that was a lot of fun and the people were so cool it was a great you know I had fun I would I would like to hang out with them again and then I was like oh glad I put myself in an uncomfortable situation yeah it's all about being a yes man sometimes unless I know we just recently talked about boundaries unless it's like something that's past your boundary then you can say no but I've found that every time I just say yes and do something that makes me nervous, it ends up being a good thing. And that's why I agreed to do this, because I know that it will be a good learning experience for me. And if you're not leaning into discomfort, then how are you growing? I, okay, I'm ready to get serious. So saw something, I don't even know, some sort of like a trend talking about like leaning into like feeling all your emotions where you're not always going to feel happy. Like that's not your, that's not your constant state is happiness. There's other feelings like there's boredom. There's, I don't know, anger, sadness, creative, whatever. I don't even know. And 
like discomfort and like nervousness, all these different feelings. And you have to kind of embrace all of them because they're not going away. Like you're never going to fully eliminate sadness. Like depression is different than sadness, sadness. Like there will be times where you will be sad and there's really like no changing it. You just have to like accept that that's the emotion you're feeling and either, and like learn how to cope with it in a sense, same with like discomfort and nervousness. You, if you're like not feeling those feelings at all, that is probably because you're in a, like Liz said, not growing place. You're just in the same place and you're not living kind of like in the present. So you're not like feeling what you're supposed to be feeling in that moment. Yeah. Like there's a chance that you're like, are you talking about like disassociating with it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're not present with yourself. Right. So if you need to, if you have goals and if you like, even if you're happy with the way your life is, blah, 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 like you don't want to change, you like life. There are still situations where you will need to be uncomfortable on a small scale, whether it's like a new style, like trying a new style, like Liz said, friend group. Like we're not necessarily talking of to jump ship and switch jobs or like, I don't know get engaged or I don't know, something that makes you nervous. We're just saying like, if in order to figure out your truest self, figuring out what you like, you have to try some things. So maybe you try out a certain look and you're like, I'm a little nervous. You know, when you put on something a little different from what you're used to get a little nervous, then that becomes your thing, you know, Mm -hmm. or you're like, I'm never wearing that again. I was literally uncomfortable all day. Didn't like how I look. It's not for me. I know myself done. Or it can literally be like something like, what is something that you think is really awkward? Um, I think like riding in a car for the first time with someone alone is very awkward. And I always think like, oh, I have to, you know, think of talking points before I go just to make sure we have something to talk about because it would be so weird if we weren't talking. But then it's probably just you that, you know, it's probably just myself that actually thinks that's weird. And if you just like let it happen and flow naturally, it's probably fine. So another one, another thing that would make you probably uncomfortable is like taking a trip. So traveling in any sort usually makes me uncomfortable. I would say getting out of my, I've learned this about myself. I am not good the first 24 hours in a new place that could literally be two hours away up North, like at our camp, the first 24 hours, I'm like on edge after that, you'd think I was born there. Like, I'm like, this is my home. This is where I fully embraced it, but okay. Leaned travel. In. So when I, anytime I'm traveling, I am very uncomfortable to start, but then I like get used to it. And the reason I'm saying this that you need to figure this out for yourself is because that way when I come home or like if I had never traveled at all I'm sitting at home wondering I'm like is traveling my thing like am I missing out on this huge part of life where like I never got to experience it I'm always wondering and if I had just never done it at all I would never know and the unknown is like way more uncomfortable than the known you know that is true that is true. The more you do the things that are like in your discomfort, the more you know if you're comfortable doing them or not. Well, and know, the more you can forward. like 
like I can, I, I can live a life certain that I'm like, I do not want to be on a plane 24 seven. Like I'm actually cool with my, you know, one big trip a year and then a couple little small ones. That's good with me. Like I'm cool with that. And one day I'll be cool with one trip a year. Like, you know, whatever I, I like to travel, but it's not like one of those things that I now have to feel like I'm missing out on this big piece of life. Cause I'm like, I don't like, I don't, I don't love that. The feeling the 24 hours that I'm like on edge, whatever. I don't know. So, or like being away from my routine. Like I like my routine, whatever. Same thing with like a job. I switched jobs. And like, if I hadn't switched that job, I would never know. Like I was, that was a very uncomfortable switch and yeah. never know if I hadn't done it. And I also learned from it. So even if the result is not a good result, let's say <clears throat> you, you'll I, like you learn from it yeah and even leaning into the discomfort could be like the conversation that you have to have to leave your job like t- you're uncomfortable telling like putting your two weeks in or you have to have an uncomfortable conversation with a friend if you don't like something going on in a relationship or with your partner or like an uncomfortable conversation with your family but if you're not doing those things if you're too scared constantly to put in your two weeks and you're just like bottling up these feelings and you'll never feel that relief of like after you lean into it let's talk about uncomfortable conversations and like how to put <clears throat> if let's if either say like putting yourself in these uncomfortable conversations or you find yourself in these uncomfortable conversations how to navigate them and like the benefits of them friend fights or friend conflicts, partner conflicts, uh, like also like disagreeing political beliefs, or I don't know, like maybe not even disagreeing, maybe just a conversation about like, doesn't have to be politically, but a tough topic, work conversations, maybe it's a coworker, a difficult coworker that you have to like, kind of whatever boss, customer, like customer service. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So I say it's a conflict with a friend. They said something in a group setting that offended you or made you feel like smaller than you should from a friend and you don't want to just move past it like it's lingering it's a week later and you're it's still bothering you that they said that I think you've now sat with it you've now thought about it and if you write down some of your feelings and kind of like write down what you want to say to make sure you kind of stick with your point, you'll feel better getting it out. So maybe maybe scheduling a phone call or pulling that person aside the next time you see them and just saying like, not going at them, but like, hey, I wrote this down. This is something that you said. It made me feel this way. And you'll feel relief after because it likely will not happen again. And that's a similar way that you can go about any conversation like if it's with your partner like do you want whatever's going on to keep happening going forward and then you're constantly mad no so maybe you write down your feelings and then ask to have a conversation rather than it bottling up and you blowing up like to their face like when you don't have your thoughts written out I would say the yeah the relationship like the having difficult conversations is way harder than being in difficult situations because difficult situations where whether it's traveling or putting yourself in like 
putting yourself in a uncomfortable situation, wearing something uncomfortable, whatever it might be, that's really, or like making an uncomfortable decision, whatever. That's only you. You only have to worry about yourself. Like you have to worry about making the decision. You have to worry about like how, you know, how you'll feel after, how you'll navigate it. If you have the confidence to do it, how you'll cope with the feelings, whatever. You, that's like a little bit easier because you're just worrying about yourself. When you're having a difficult conversation with someone, you have to worry about like both sides. You have to worry about two people and it's a little bit more thought out. And you have to articulate how you're feeling rather than just like moving into it and like fake it till you make it. Like you have to actually get out how you're feeling. Yeah, I have learned I'm not that great of a communicator. I can communicate in situations with someone I'm comfortable with. I would say pretty well, whether if it's like Parker or if it's my family, what have you, I can articulate my thoughts well ish when it's a like professional setting let's say or someone i'm not very close with or what have you mm -mm, nope i talk in a circle until i come up with it's like messy not good like no one understands what i'm trying to say and it's not even necessarily like a conflict it's more just like an uncomfortable conversation not great at it so communication huge one that's like something definitely like Liz said, write down your thoughts, like really understand why you felt this way. Also understand that like people give people some grace. I will say like, make sure you're understanding here. If this was, I don't know, you know, sometimes like you harbor feelings that you, you maybe could let go of, but you're, you're forgetting that other people are human beings and they didn't, you know, try and think of the intent behind someone's words and um what or maybe let's say it's a conflict at work see if you can resolve it yourself first like if you can figure out a way to resolve it if it's a typo or something let's say I don't know something silly if you can just go on there and edit it let's say you don't need to make this big deal out of something start there I would say okay are you calling me out no you said you edited it (laughs) (laughs) would that be me bringing it up though no I I just mean I don't know I'm trying to think of something that's like you don't need to like send a a strongly worded email I don't know I'm this is what I mean about being okay yeah I'm just I'm reminding everyone that give a little give a little bit of grace here first and foremost and then we move on to the difficult conversation and the why you need to have it like what's the hope of the outcome that's the number one thing like if you have this conversation and there's nothing this person can say to you, like, that's kind of hard. Come up with, hey, if they apologize, will this resolve things? If we come up with an action plan on how things can be resolved, will that, you know, what can we do moving yeah. forward? Will that help things, etc. Also, I think it's important to not, me giving this advice to myself, not predict what the, oh, sorry. What the other party is going to say in return, because my mind is always like, oh, it's going to be the worst. Like, even like something like putting your two weeks in, I'm always like, they're going to hate me. Like, I'm going to ruin everything. Like, they're never going to like me again. And then they're always like, I wish you the best. Like, and it's just like, why did I even predict that? Because then you go in with this, like, you're all worked up thinking like it's going to be the worst case scenario. And if you think of, 
oh, I just hope for this outcome and just kind of have a goal of it ending well, it's going to put you in a different mindset. You make them the enemy before they're the enemy. So mm-hmm. you're already mad at them. And they're like, dude, I didn't even do anything. I haven't even talked. Wait, this hasn't even happened yet. I do that all the time. I'm like, they're so mean. And they're like, mm, you, this isn't real. This hasn't even happened. Yes, difficult conversations. Okay, what is the perk to having these difficult conversations? Whether Liz had mentioned it's something that affected your friendships or it's something at work. Or maybe it's having those tough conversations with family and friends on like disagreeing beliefs, what have you, in in whatever way that might be. Yeah, definitely relief. And then also, um, also the other person like knows you then for your full self. So if it was like something that bothered you or different beliefs than other people, like you're saying, at least now that person knows like who you are completely instead of like not ever saying like, Hey, actually, I don't believe in that. Or, Hey, actually what you said is offensive to me because of this, you know what I mean? Or, Hey, why, why? Like ask why, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that is a nice question to ask in general. Like, Hey, why did you say this this way? Like what, whatever it is asking it and then letting people speak. Cause maybe it's a communication error. A lot of times it can be actually resolved with a, oopsie, I actually literally misinterpreted what you said. So ask me why. Um, I think a great benefit of it, of it is one, if it's a friend, like a friendship or family, whatever, they can learn how to support you better. They learn your, so you can grow in your relationship. You can learn what your friendship will look like going forward, what you need communication wise, how, you know, how you communicate best, what have you. So your relationship can grow. If it's a disagreeing belief, maybe you can gain something like an insight. Maybe your knowledge of a topic will change. Maybe you can learn or even get an understanding of why someone thinks the way they do. I think that's really interesting. Um, And in a professional setting, you can also, one, this is the communication thing a lot of times too, being in uncomfortable conversations really results in a lot of times you find out you need better communication. That's like a problem that can prevent another problem. A lot of times those uncomfortable conversations need to happen to either prevent a problem or solve a problem. So, and practice makes perfect. So you'll be uncomfortable. You'd be uncomfortable. You'd be uncomfortable with the conversation. And then by whatever time, the fifth time you'll be like, no, I'm confident having these conversations. Like I'm confident being able to articulate my feelings. Like one, like when I used to have to, I had never asked people to pay their bills before at my old job. And then the first, after the second time I did it, I became very, it was very uncomfortable to be like, hi, you owe X amount of money. And now I could be like in my sleep, sleep texting or emailing or calling. Yeah. And I was uncomfortable standing up for myself also. And then I went to court. Yeah, fair. What, let's just round her up here with talking a little bit about discomfort when it comes to you know life not what was, the, what was the most uncomfortable thing that you've ever had to do mm, be in Costa Rica the first night yeah I mean off the top of my head probably not the most uncomfortable I'm sure there's you know like a funeral that was probably more uncomfortable but for the sake of the story Pulling into a, you know, 
dirt road and this you know a car with barely two wheels in the middle of the night getting yeah. dropped off on the side of the street was a bit uncomfortable yeah I think mine would be when I had to get on the plane to go study abroad or anytime I had to leave a job mm. I literally make myself like sick from being like so stressed about the conversation you know I've actually had a couple uncomfortable situations that I can't really say on here, but they've always been better when I've just been honest. Yeah. Just being honest. And you know what? Okay. I will say the Costa Rica thing, everyone, that was very, it was very uncomfortable. Okay. For the first 12 hours, very uncomfortable. Um, and I was like, there's no, I'm not le- I mean, I'm not leaving. I'm here. I'm not going, you know what I mean? Like, obviously I'm not leaving. <laughs> But like, I just embraced it. And I was like, I, I'm looking around. I'm like other, like they're, they're fine. And I'm a local now. So you just, I just leaned into the feeling and just realized like my situation isn't changing. Okay. (laughs) It ended up being a wonderful trip after, but rolling into a foreign country at, in the middle of the night in a scary van getting dropped off on the side of the road is a little bit scary. Okay. Anyhow. Yeah. Like actually on the side of the road. It's not like we pulled up to a hotel. It was like we literally got dropped off on the side of the road and had nowhere to go. So anyways. Yeah. Uh, I feel like me, especially traveling, you have to like <laughs> eventually when you're there, yes. like let go of it. let go of your norm and be like fully lean into what is there. Because I remember like some people studying abroad would be like, I need like Starbucks. And I'm like, we're this is Italy. Like, this is the best coffee in the world. You got to let go of that Starbucks, honey. Got to try what we have here because that's what the locals are doing. Other people survive in different things all the time. Not even just travel. We're talking about traveling, but like work where you're yeah. like other people literally don't have a choice what they do for work. So like, you got to figure it out, you know, or like, I don't know, you know, like actual physical things like the 16 mile hike. I'm like, mm, it's this or die. So, I would say yeah, you, lean, you leaned into that one. One foot in front of the other, baby. All you can do. Literally. Actually. So uh, with what about you? Did you say yours? Quitting a job. Studying abroad. Yes, yeah, studying abroad and quitting a job. Looking That's- back on both. Greatest decisions, you know. I made some great decisions with those, but at the time, could not talk me into those being good decisions, you know, for the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I will say something that helps with all uncomfortable things: good people around you always helps because you know what? True. You know what? This is disgusting, and I'm disgusting myself for even saying this. You know what gets me through every? freaking uncomfortable thing liz close but no i'm <laughs> just kidding i'm just you, kidding i want to say it <laughs> i ha- i get to come home to someone who's worth me Ugh, i'm sick Ooh, i'm sick that's worse that's worse than you saying liz i'm disgusted it's so disgusting but you get um, what i'm saying like i'm like mm, that, you know the costa rica thing like i'm like oh i mean parker's here it's fine or like also drop stuff i'm like also, i mean parker doesn't love me also hearing that means you should be that you know, to your friends and to your people in your life, like be that person for them so they can lean into discomfort. Exactly. Thank you guys for coming back and listening again today. 
we were having some fun on this episode, but this was a great conversation and this is always a good topic. And we hope that you guys do something, lean into some discomfort and feel some relief, feel good after it, try something new, all of the things. So everyone, that was a good one. Let's go lean into discomfort. <laughs>